Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to the Chance at Life podcast where each episode we have discussion that dive deeper into certain topics, help bridging the gap from the life that you have to the life you want with a perspective shift. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about how to not abandon yourself in the idea of escapism. So grab a drink, grab a snack. If you are driving, drive safely and let's get into it. I feel like escapism is something that everyone knows and participates in, but... If you are unicorn and you don't know what it is, escapism basically is the tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities, especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in fantasy. There are many different examples of escapism, but to its core, it's self-abandonment. And in today's episode, in today's video, we'll be talking about ways we can abandon ourselves physically, emotionally, and mentally. Abandoning yourself is something that we are taught and learn over time with how we're treated and it starts when we're really, really young. When it comes to emotional abandonment, it starts when our core emotions when we were little weren't validated or seen as minor or not looked at or treated properly. At every age, we have these strong emotions that we want to vent or show to our family and friends. And if we are trying to get them out of us and to tell them to people that we love or people we're in community with and they're not treating it properly, they're dismissing it or they're gaslighting us to make us believe that it's not as serious as we think or as we feel we may over time believe that our feelings don't matter and that when we have emotions or extreme emotions the best thing that we can do about it is suppress them or find ways to not look at them and or feel them when it comes to a physical sense of abandonment something about physical abandonment can be somebody actually leaving your life like your parent or a close friend passing away or a close relative passing away in addition there can be physical abandonment like you're in an environment where you can't physically where you can't fully be yourself and be a relaxed and inter like be your relaxed personality and so you find ways to not be yourself to fit into that environment and then in a more extreme way another example of self-abandonment that's not as simple as just not being able to be yourself or dealing with the grief of somebody passing or physically leaving is when your body has physically felt trauma whether that be like physical abuse or being just environment when some triggering things have happened um, and to abandon yourself, to like leave that feeling, we can use substances like drugs or alcohol or just like TV or social media, which I know is not that extreme compared to drugs or alcohol, but we still use it as a way to not be in our body. And I just really wanted to talk about the examples of physical abandonment for ourselves. I know these are very all negative and I know, and I know there are some positive things to escapism, but we would have to get to the negative talk about how we can learn not to abandon ourselves when emotions arise or remembering trauma arises within our body. The reason I think a lot of people um, participate in escapism is because staying present with ourselves in our body and in our mind reminds us of pain in our past, reminds us of the grief of someone passing, or reminds us that sometimes who we are was never accepted or safe to be around certain people. Um, and it could be also stress of the future. There's so many reasons why we can participate in escapism to not be present with ourselves. And that's understandable, right? There are some things that we have experienced that is too painful to relive. And they do come up, like some things do trigger us and it makes sense that we don't wanna be there. We don't wanna dig deeper and we don't wanna face it again because that one time was hurtful enough. However, Living a life where you are constantly running from yourself and your thoughts is unhealthy. It also prolongs 
the pain because it's stuck in your head and in your body and it also adds unnecessary pain to your life and even with trying to escape that there comes a day where you can no longer suppress it and when this day comes that you can no longer suppress this emotion or thought and what you use to escape from it is no longer working you can either go deeper in to find something that takes you out of your body and out of your head or you can make a choice to take the necessary steps to start addressing what you're running from so how how do we take the proper steps in dealing with a pain that we have for so long tried, not dealing with, tried running from and suppressing. Well, it's knowing the truth of that pain. Knowing your truth helps you move forward. The truth of your past and pain and when you're knowing the truth, when you're kind of like accepting that this thing happened to you, it is so important not to judge yourself when you're, when you're talking about it or when you're feeling it. And that's hard, right? Because when we are reliving our past pain and trauma, there is a sense of shame that comes with reliving that story. And I didn't understand that at first, but for me, what I realized is some of the trauma, physical abuse, and just like neglect that I felt, it came with shame when I was retelling it because that was a time where I was at my most vulnerable, where I felt powerless and weak. And there's a sense of shame there because it felt as if I gave my power away to be hurt. It feels embarrassing that I let myself go through that. That was the thought process in my head. However, some of the things that I went through, it was an abuse of power. At the time, I didn't know better. So I couldn't do better. I didn't know what was happening back then, but now I do. And then because you felt so powerless it's embarrassing to relive like this was a time in which i had no power and we know we don't want to feel like that we want to feel confident and unstoppable unbreakable like nothing can ever ever break us like that thing did and so we don't want to look at it because it is a time where we don't feel that way and that's fine but you have to understand that it's not your fault with ever with whatever you have been through it is not your fault and back then you didn't have the power to stop it you didn't have the power to leave or or have it not happen. It wasn't your fault. But however, and unfortunately, it is our job now to work through those things, to gain our power back, to gain that resilience back. And when you judge yourself in that process of gaining that power back from that event, it just makes it so much harder because you're just so much harder on yourself with it. It makes healing a lot more difficult. So it's important to know your truth, be honest with what happened to you, and not judge yourself for reliving it because it wasn't your fault. The second thing after knowing your truth is to feel your feelings, to notice your feelings. And I understand how annoying that statement is because it's something that everyone says, like, feel your feelings, feel your feelings. Okay, how? When you have spent so long not feeling your feelings, and suppressing them, how do you feel it without being overwhelmed and debilitated by them? You do it step at a time. You do it step at a time. It's like, it's not necessarily rip ripping a band-aid off. In this case, we do not want to rip a band-aid off. We want to kind of like ease it off with like some gentle, like with water. You know, you just like put water, you rub it off and it comes off easily. That's what we're kind of doing with our feelings right now. And it starts with noticing when you're reaching for that thing you're using to escape your feelings. You know, you know when that feeling is arriving and you're like, I don't want to deal with it. Let me just take this. And that in that like transact like that transition, you're gonna have to tell yourself to stop, wait, 
why am I doing this? Why am I reaching for this thing right now? It's because some uncomfortable things are coming up. Some uncomfortable thoughts are coming up. And it's not gonna happen overnight, right? I say that a lot in my talks is, change doesn't happen overnight with something that you have been dealing with all your life. You're kind of trying to like hack your brain and hack your body to do something different than you've done. So it's gonna take some time. So when you're noticing that you're reaching for that thing to escape and you're like, okay, hold on, wait. Let me just for right now, for a second, let me just feel in my body. And what helps me is to take just a brief second to stop, breathe in through my nose for three seconds, out through my mouth for three seconds, and keep doing that, right? And then once I've done that for a few times, it starts with an I feel statement. And with your breathing, what you're going to do is feel your toes, from your toes all the way up to your head, and feel how you're feeling. Is your stomach aching? Is your heart beating really fast? Just take account of your body. So from your toes all the way to your head, feel where you're feeling out of control in your body. Because that's what these feelings make us feel. It makes us feel out of control. It makes us, it makes us feel anxious, fearful, faint. It makes us feel weak, right? That's what you're noticing in your body, right? All that. And you say, I feel, and insert that feeling into that sentence. You can do it out loud, you can journal about it, whatever works for you. It's feeling this sensation in your body when, the, when these thoughts or when these feelings are arising, right? Instead of escaping from them, it's noticing them and feeling the sensation in your body. And it's important to feel the sensation in your body and say, I feel, because something that we can do, a healing trap that a lot of people can get into when it comes to the terms of feeling your feelings is we don't feel, we actualize, we think. It's like, I am mad. Why am I mad? This is why I'm mad. How do I get over mad? Bam, over it. You're not though, because you didn't feel through it, you thought through it, which makes the, the actual sensation still stuck in your body. So it's important to feel the sensation and do I feel statements instead of thinking through it. It is painful. It could be debilitating sometimes. But I encourage you, when you're taking that step, right? Not ripping off the band-aid, but just slowly peeling it away, to remember why you started it in the first place, right? To remember why you started peeling in the first place and why you decided to stop running from this. It's painful to deal with, but it's even more painful to continue running from. And it's important that you remember why you started when it gets uneasy and uncomfortable. And then after you have done the feeling of the sensation in your body, of this thought, of this emotion coming up, you start to you start to think about what triggered this, right? Like what was already around, what happened and why, like why did it come up? And that's how we realize our triggers. And one thing that we can do if something is like always triggering us and triggering, us, triggering that emotion is to step away from it. Like if it's a person, place or thing that always gives you these thoughts or these emotions, maybe it's time to step away and leave. And then that itself, step that step away point are boundaries. It's telling ourselves like, hey, this makes me feel this way. This is uncomfortable. This is not okay. This is, this is not helping me validate my feelings. It's not helping me accept myself. It's not helping me um, take care of myself and my needs. And so you move away from it. Those are our boundaries. Those are, that, that's our self-worth kicking in. And when we have boundaries and we know our self-worth and we understand our needs, if we're like regaining our, our sense of what we need and making sure that we're prioritizing ourselves and our emotions and we're not leaving our body or our thoughts, when we start doing that, we get a sense of what we need in those moments. We get a sense of what we want in our life and we get a sense of how we should be treated from this day on. So all those experiences of trauma, of abandonment, of, of 
emotions not being validated or environments not accepting you for who you are you just say no to that it's like no i want to be fully me and i don't want to have to be someone else for me to fit into this world or or i don't want to have to feel a certain way for me to fit into this world right that's boundaries self-worth all that love that for you and when we get to that point of knowing our boundaries and our self-worth and our needs we are able to meet them. And when we're able to meet them, we understand what it's like for our needs and our emotions to be validated and met. Therefore, we're able to see when people come into our life who cannot meet our needs and our wants and validate our emotions and validate our existence. Knowing one helps us realize the other. And so when we go into jobs and relationships or friendships or just any kind of community, we understand if we're not safe there, like if we're not safe to be ourselves, if our emotions aren't safe to come out, if we're not if we're not being treated well all of that comes from learning about ourselves and staying present with ourselves and and feeling through our feelings and think and like understanding our thoughts all of that helps us gain a better self-worth and a better present existence in our body and our mind and that's beautiful right and although i talk about this like it's like a one two three you're done kind of stepping of not abandoning yourself it can be hard to catch when you're in a relationship or a job after you make these steps or in just an environment that that isn't accepting you for who you are or validating your feelings or emotions or thoughts or just you as a whole being right and i will say you don't need people to validate you but we are constantly in need of community we thrive in community so it's okay to be around people who validate your existence you just have to also be that person to do it first right? you can't have validation without first validating ourselves that's how I feel anyway. And it could be hard to catch. It could be easy to slide back into that thing that you used to escape from or not wanting to feel your feelings or just being in places that help you not be in your body. It's actually really easy to slip back into that. And when you have a slip up, it's even more important again, not to judge yourself because we are human. We are imperfect. So it's okay if we're slipping back into a certain thing that we no longer, that we've deemed unnecessary for our life. It's okay, just catch, when you catch it, you catch it and you move on. I also wanna say, when I say prioritize yourself, it doesn't mean you always have to be selfish. I think it's okay to lend your energy to family, friends, and other people outside in the world. When that happens, when you have to lend your energy out, when you've been prioritizing yourself and your needs and your wants and your emotions, you have so much to give because you've given yourself so much you're not pouring from an empty cup however if you spend all of your days prioritizing other people and putting yourself on the back burner you have nothing to pour from and that energy that you're lending to others will turn into resentment so i'm not saying don't prioritize anyone else but when you have been prioritizing yourself first and foremost over and over again it helps you it helps you even more lend to others because you're giving out of a love and abundance and not from lack when it comes to escapism i don't think it's the worst thing that we can do right there are people who claim that they like to bike or read or meditate whenever they're stressed and we seem that we see that as healthy escapism right but i think it's okay to take a break from this human existence with like watching tv or scrolling on social media i think it's okay to escape every now and then as long as what you're escaping with isn't wrecking you in the long run you are the one person who is consistent in your life from birth to death you are with yourself if you are always trying to run from you and your thoughts and your emotions your life is going to be more painful and restless than it needs to be you deserve the feeling of being home and being safe in your skin and in your head even if you have not felt that all throughout your life you deserve that for yourself and if in this moment you don't feel that safe and that hominess in yourself i think it's 
worth taking the steps to get there. And that's fucking beautiful. It gives you a chance to have a beautiful homecoming and a beautiful place to just be when everything else fades away and you're just left with you. I hope this talk about how not to abandon yourself has sown a seed of change in you if you don't already feel at home in your body and in your head. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening and I hope to see you or talk to you in the next episode. Until then, I love you and I'm grateful for you. Bye.